Hi everyone, and welcome to Technology. Today, we'll be discussing our Technologies for this week. Our first technology is Lobster. Lobster was founded in 2011, based in Denmark, and works to build virtual reality laboratory systems and simulations for STEM students. You can essentially have the magnificence of a million-dollar lab right in front of you on your laptop. You can tune in to virtual reality sessions and directly interact with this equipment from anywhere, learning about microbiology to chemistry. So for a fun fact, Lobster actually is going to release their 15-plus 3D chemistry visualizations into Google Search, which is a recent Google incorporation beginning August 11th, so that recently just launched. You can go ahead and check that out in your free time. And it's pretty cool because it's compatible with most mobile devices as well. Lobster also has distinct models. So for example, they have hybridization, metallic bonding, and intermolecular bonding. So all these setups are directly found on Lobster. What's pretty cool about it is that it's a software as a service startup. And right now we see in the midst of COVID-19, these software as a service products are really achieving a lot of success because it's allowing anyone, like the everyday user, to ultimately have access to these state-of-the-art technologies. And for a last fun fact, they are a partner with California's Community College Network, so one of the biggest educational systems in the country, to bring over 2.1 million students their virtual reality lab software from anywhere to 2 to $20 per student at an institution. So Lobster is obviously very cool. I think the even cooler thing is that they have raised over $21 million in Series B funding, and they have a valuation of over $35 million. Now, this figure is actually from a few months ago. Obviously, the pandemic has really changed things, especially in terms of higher education. So such a software could actually really, really help in uh, labs in the fall semester at multiple colleges and universities so their valuation must be even more at this point. But moving on to our second technology three for today, this is a telehealth startup called Ginger. It was founded in 2011 by a team of entrepreneurs and data scientists at, guess where, uh, the MIT Media Lab. The MIT Media Lab um, has produced some really, really cool technology in the past few years, uh, and I would definitely recommend you guys go check it out. But the really cool thing about Ginger is that it actually offers two different services. One is a you know business-to-consumer service, so a B2C service. Another is a business-to-business -business one, B2B. Uh, so let's start with the B2B one. They basically offer employee mental health, um, and their users and their clients actually include BuzzFeed, Chag, Pandora, Sephora, Delta, some like really, really big companies out there. And the reason they trust Ginger so much is because they bring just a really comprehensive approach to telehealth. And they care about your mental health. And that is something that is very unique um, that a lot of healthcare packages, especially B2B ones, usually don't offer. And I really love what Ginger is doing because not only do they have these sort of conventional systems and traditions that are commonly used in the telehealth and mental health industry, but they also are implementing a lot of heavily tech-based solutions. So to give an overview of the services they offer, they offer real-time behavioral health coaching. So within 60 seconds, that's one minute, they will put you in contact with someone to message on their online platform. That's pretty incredible. And their next thing is that you actually have these on-demand mental health support systems with 
video therapy and psychiatry sessions. So within hours, you can essentially have your own therapist appointment or your own psychiatry appointment. It's pretty cool because now we see that with Ginger's heavy focus on B2B, it's allowing people who traditionally haven't thought that mental health services are something that should be part of the norm. It's allowing that to become more central to the conversation around business, around startups and technology. And so for their last thing, this is probably my favorite part. Ginger actually implements these personalized and clinically validated skill building activities. So this is where they actually gamify what it's like to practice mental health and just focus on wellness as a whole. Yeah, I really like the fact that you almost don't even feel like you're on a telehealth app. It's like you're you're playing, as you were saying, a game. Um, and it feels really, really personalized. It feels like it is really normal to use something like this. Uh, and that is definitely a necessary part of erasing the stigma that surrounds mental health. And we can see that Ginger is making a tangible difference because 70% of the members who were actually treated using uh, this platform in clinical studies saw significant improvements in symptoms of depression after only 10 to 14 weeks uh, of using this. And this is a significant increase when we look at the fact that only 30% of people usually see this kind of improvement in the same time period in some leading clinical studies. So overall, Ginger is just a great platform that normalizes mental health care. Um, and it's really cool to see that employers are finally leading these kind of efforts. And I think the thing I love most about Ginger is it going into this shift for a lot of businesses to actually focus more on social impact and not just profitability. And that actually extends to our third technology. So that's Ethos. Ethos is a human resource management consulting firm made specifically for tech startups. It was founded in 2018 by a former director at a Chicago VC firm. So it is relatively new. But what I really like about Ethos is that they address a really clear problem. So this is according to Ethan Mollick, a professor of management at Warden. 38% of new businesses in America are started by women, but only 2 to 6% of those founders actually receive VC funding. So what I really like about Ethos is that it's addressing sort of this diversity gap we see in business and technology. And it actually found that companies that are more diverse are 35% more profitable. So that's looking at it in the economic sense. And I also think in the social sense, they're providing more value because they can better represent their users and genuinely solve real problems. For their four services, as an overview, they have diversity, hiring practices, vision values, and career pathing. We can see that a really cool thing about Ethos is just their comprehensive approach. They have this entire like four different paths that you can take as a company, uh, as a tech startup specifically, to ensure that you are increasing diversity, but their services have also shown to actually increase retention rates of employees, uh, which is just a really cool benefit that you can have uh, from you know hiring this consulting firm. But currently the startup serves about like 50 companies and this was as of June of 2020. So I'm sure it's increased since then considering um, a lot of the racially charged events that have happened in America recently. Um, but their clients range anywhere from, you know, Fortune 500 companies to, you know, some emerging startups such as Chicago-based Spot Hero and 4C Insights. So when the coronavirus pandemic began spreading the United States and the economy actually started to take a turn, 
Ethos, unfortunately, had a lot of its employees, or rather its clients, terminate contracts with them. And they ended up losing 10% of their revenue in a single day. And just within the second quarter alone, yeah, it was really crazy. Um, But within the second quarter alone, the startup saw a 55% shortfall. But then, you know, after the death of, of George Floyd and all of the events that followed and the unfortunate deaths of uh, many other African-Americans in this country, uh, they saw a recovery in profits, which I think says a lot about tech startups. Um, even though a few months ago, unfortunately, these startups saw such services as something that were dispensable, now they see it as extremely valuable and they are willing to change their ways and change the culture surrounding Silicon Valley and other tech startups across the country. And I think it was just really interesting to hear your insights on how they're performing currently, but then I'm also looking forward to seeing how they'll do in the long run. And so with that, those are all our technologies for this week. Make sure to stay tuned to our upcoming Technology Tuesdays, and we'll see you then.